0: Well, it's been a while since we gathered the Jewpoint point conversion together, and to even <laughs> add a wrinkle to this amazing episode, we're recording on a Monday night right after Monday night football, so we can talk about Week Seven and Best Monday everything night happened. Of a year, by the way. And Elijah, I'm talking. Okay. I'm okay. Go. Sorry, I'm excited. I, I I know you're excited. We're going to get to you in just a second, but we added a wrinkle to this particular episode because we are welcoming in. Mikey Bronstein, who me and Elijah both know, Elijah much better than I do, but we all went to Camp JCA Shalom together. Mikey is a person on the rise because he's learning about the game of football. I feel like he's going to bring a new element to this podcast that we haven't experienced before. So Mikey, if you ever get an ad for HBO, you know
1: it's Mike Bronstein behind me. I'm targeting specifically Noah Friedman for that ad. Really? Now, now he's going to get one because we're talking yeah. about it. You're oh, going gonna to get a specific crap. ad for, for uh, Low Country, the Murray Dynasty, about the baseball player, or Say Hey, Willie Mays. I don't know. I'm working on those two shows right now, which are docu-series about baseball players.
0: To, not to be oh, confused funny. with Willie Mays Hayes, who is yes.
1: from Major League. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Well, Wait, uh, Mike, real quick,
1: I just want to ask, is, is HBO – the one? Are y'all doing? Wait, are y'all doing that docuseries series with Thomas Jones? With who? Thomas Jones, the former football running back. It might, not be, it
0: might not be HBO. I might not be HBO, but
1: but we're doing we're doing Thirty Eight at the Garden about that one Chinese guy who was like really big ad for the Knicks. I forgot his name. Oh, Jeremy Jeremy Lin. Lin. Yes, yes, that guy. We're doing that. So we're doing Fastest Woman on Earth. We're doing the Murray Dynasty. We're doing. Yeah, we're doing a lot of sports documentaries for the next like couple weeks. You'll find out. You'll get as for him. That's from me. Nice.
0: I I, yeah. I I already feel like the revenue on the Jew point conversion is going up.
1: Oh no doubt you got about you it. Got it. You had you had one more you had one more Jewish person on
0: here, and you got Kanye hating us even more, and it's perfect.
1: You know it too soon, no. but you know it.
0: this is an <laughs> inclusive show, so no. Oh, it's Amazon doing live after that. Okay. Oh, I mean, Amazon's on Thursdays. Oh wait, sorry, you're not talking football. No,
1: yet. no, I was talking okay, about to, so Thomas Jones, Bears, Jets, Chiefs, Cardinals, Bucks, former running back, is doing a show about like life after the NFL, and it's I'm 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 watching it for my uh, thesis, and it's airing on Amazon. I mean, I'm planning to watch it for
0: my thesis, and it's airing on Amazon. So I, I thought I, it might on Amazon. I, I forgot, Elijah. Was Thomas Jones in the Bears running back field during the 2006 season? He sure was okay, but but he I don't think he but he was he starting? Yeah, no, he was starting. He was the main guy. Over center, was
1: yeah. So he wasn't good with the bears. Yeah. So R.I.P. I don't like to I don't like to besmirch players who passed away, especially early. But uh, he wasn't very good with the bears.
0: True. Don't don't do Dwayne Haskins next.
1: Uh, nothing. To, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about Dwayne Haskins.
0: Okay, well, but on a lighter note, the Bears won, dude. Bears I, won. the The Bears won. I freaking called it, by the way. Let me just yeah, say that yeah, I, I did not call it. You called it. I did not call it. But well, okay. L- let me just say too, we're we're coming together. Elijah has been playing hurt the last few days, and I feel like you're finally recovered now from whatever it is that you were sick with. So yeah, just I caught I picked
1: something up, but I'm good now. I'm good. like ninety eight percent
0: better. You, you, you know who else picked up. The Chicago Bears defense. I mean, can we just talk about the fact that the monsters of the midway are back, at least for this game? Like yeah, they did not mean, back like at all, but like I mean, I'm gonna like pump the breaks a little bit on the defense just
1: because it was a third string quarterback. You know, I know Bailey Zappy Mania is insane. <laughs> I know Zappy Mania is insane, but again, yeah, I mean he's a third stringer rookie from Western Kentucky University. I mean, I guess, yeah, sure, Brian Laird just barely counts as a second shooter, so we'll call him a second shooter. But, I mean, hey, you know, you can only play who's in front of you, and the Bears did a really, really good job. You know, minus a few, you know, a couple blown coverages here and there, but other than that, the Bears did a really good job. Um, Communication was really strong defensively. Uh, Roquan Smith played a hell of a game. He had a
0: interception.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed with the defense.
0: Well, not only that, too, Elijah, but the fact that it was 10 nothing Bears. Then Zappi comes in, 14 10 Patriots. Everything's turning over. The entire Twitter universe. I'm sure, Mikey, you saw it too. Like, everybody went insane because of Bailey Zappi getting in the game. And the thing that, and I tweeted this, Bailey Zappi was going to play tonight, regardless of what happened. Like, yeah. Before, I mean, Mac
1: Jones did not look 100%. And no. wasn't that.
0: He he didn't, but but that's not the point. The point is everyone went ape because of that, and it's not new news. It's it's not like Bailey Zappi was not scheduled to play tonight.
1: Yeah, did Joe Buck not say at the beginning of the broadcast like he did? We'll see see both quarterbacks. We're actually going to see.
0: Yeah, and and not only that, but just the craziness that people took from that, and the Bears ended up scoring twenty three straight points, like twenty three unanswered points, and
1: yeah, uh, on a Belichick defense. Like, come on, that was. That was pretty crazy. That was awesome to see. I'm very, really, honestly, most enthused by first of all, our kicker Tower Santos, you know, banging banging four field goals, including like a 50 yarder in conditions. Like, shout out to him. But mainly, just enthused by that offensive performance. Like, they were converting third downs. They were running the ball well. They were, you know, they were saying we're gonna run the ball down your throat and you're not gonna stop it. And and that's what I've been wanting to see from the Bears. For the past, you know, like ever since we had a mobile quarterback in there, you know, starting with Trubisky a few years back, now with full with Foles, with Fields in there, you know, you (laughs) want to see like that, that, you know, that sustained ground attack, ground attack balanced with a good play action passing attack, and that's what the Bears had today, and it was just so refreshing to see.
0: It, It was, and and Mikey, I want to bring you in here because even though your team, the Bills, didn't play. Like I, I just learned about this, that you're you're rooting for the Bills this season. Um, can, Mikey, can you, Mikey is a, a new member of Bills Mafia. Yeah, can can you tell us why 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 Buffalo? Even though they were they're on a bye this week, so it's like very inconvenient. But also, like I think you could provide some some pretty cool insight as to why Josh Allen and the Bills defense and Bills Mafia, like Elijah said, are, are your squad.
1: So for me, I'm someone who grew up online. I've been you know kind of I did. You know, people on memes and stuff like that. And um, I'm on TikTok a lot, I spend a lot of my hours on there. And uh, the Bills have a TikTok account. And every time they win, they make the most bizarre, like weird, weird TikTok where they just like send shit posts. It's, it's like shit posting. Yeah. Just like, you know, they'll zoom in on Josh Allen's face. They'll like, you know, have weird sounds and they'll, they'll spl- sprinkle in like the score. And when they beat the Chiefs, it was, you know, one of the biggest ones. It just it went off like a minute. Of just hilariousness, and so I'm waiting for them to, you know, beat the Packers next week because I know if they do, you know, it's going to just go insane. It's going to be sending incredible, weird TikToks. I've been oh, watching. Oh, dude, it. the Rodgers memes are going to be so good if the yeah, 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 yeah. But also, but also, I think like I've also just kind of gained, gone more into like football from the memes. Like I'm watching like, like, was it Fan FanDuel Sportsbook? You know, tweeted yep. the Patriots going to yep. destroy yep. the Bears and the Bears the Bears say the fuck you are like that's that's hilarious you know oh yeah no it's good it's good that like I feel like the NFL has done a good job lately in terms of social media outreach just like reaching fans or potential fans that they never would have reached like before the internet age and I think that's really cool to see
0: so oh yeah I I, want to bring this up too because first of all Elijah's absolutely right about the outreach secondly baseball needs to take note because baseball does a terrible job at marketing players like Taken over well, yeah, I the NFL mean, and the NBA.
1: They suspended their best player for not for unknowingly using a bad substance.
0: I mean, that's beside the point. But right. my, my point is baseball is bad at marketing players and marketing the game, because baseball is just a bad game overall. At least at this point. Second, <laughs> baseball is very boring. Baseball is super boring. Secondly, baseball sucks. I love it. Though. Secondly, oh, wanting to jump on Mikey's bandwagon. Mikey, have you seen Buffalo's backup quarterback, Case Keenum. Have you seen any of his videos that he's done with the Bills? I have not. No. I'd love to okay. see some. So dude, I, I don't know if like
1: Mike, I introduced him yesterday. Like I showed him he's a Berkeley grad. I just showed him the
0: play. He'd never seen the play. Oh, that,
1: was, that
0: play was insane. But also you, we, know, you we know the saw play the,
1: Noah, right? We, we we saw the play. No, you know as the play. In, right? As
0: in the band is on the field. Yeah, play? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I and, and I want to bring this up too, because Case Keenum the Bills' backup quarterback, who will see no time this year, God forbid Josh Allen gets hurt, then yes, he well, will. Well, I, I, I hope
1: he does see time like week 18 resting yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah,
0: sure, sure. My, my point is so during training camp, which is the time before the regular season starts, Case Keenum dressed up and pretended to be a fan. And he, and he went up to like his teammates and like <laughs> un- un- unknowingly asked for autographs, right? So like finally somebody recognized him and the, his cover was blown. So this past week, he ends up dressing up as a team store worker. So he's like trying to sell jerseys, like going up. People oh are trying God. on Josh Allen jerseys. He's like, oh, 17, cool. Well, what do you think about 18? That's his number. What do you think yeah. about 18? And everyone's just like, no, I don't like that. That's not <laughs> fun. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, amazing. that's a way to humble yourself. God damn. That, that is so not a good case.
1: Chase, really, he really fits that Bill's culture very well. He does. I'm glad and he's there. like
0: like it's the biggest cell phone on earth, but he is so humble about it. And dude has had his success. I mean, he he was part of one of the greatest plays in NFL history. This is 20, true. Uh, we got to show Mike. NFL Mike, Mike has no idea about
1: the, the, the min- Minneapolis Miracle. We got to no, show the Minneapolis
0: NFL Miracle with his now teammate, by the way, Stefan Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. I totally did. not <laughs> i never put that together. It's like, amazing. They played together in Minnesota. They're now reunited in Buffalo. So yep, yep. I, I think Elijah, you're right. He should play week 18. Give Stephon one drive because the Bills at this point are probably going to be what? Four- Diggs
1: sideline. Are you trying I don't to remember the rest. mimic
0: Joe Buck's call?
1: Yeah, it wasn't very good, but I don't remember I don't the rest. Know. It's like Diggs sideline,
0: no flags uh, touchdown. A really bad route from I think it was P.J. Williams on the coverage. It was either P.J. or No, it was, uh,
1: Marcus, no, Williams. It was uh, Marcus Williams. Okay, Marcus, good player by the way. Unfortunate, very good
0: happen. player on the Ravens. Yeah. Though. Just, like,
1: brain farted at the worst possible
0: time. But uh, I, I wanted to bring this all up because now now we know Mikey is part of Bill's Mafia. Which, by the way, Mikey, if you don't know, I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. This uh, is true. Sure. Right before Let's the season go. started. Against the Eagles. Yeah. And it's just, it's just ironic because we had four teams on by this week. We had the Bills who are freaking good. Eagles
1: were freaking good. The were, Eagles were good. the
0: only undefeated team in the NFL.
1: The only good team in the NFC.
0: Sure. And not really, but
1: you know, you know what I'm saying. The,
0: the the only undefeated team in the NFL and the best team in the NFC, like by far. We had the Rams, who are the defending Super Bowl champions, and we had the Minnesota Vikings, who have won loss this year. Like, mm-hmm. think about that. To the Eagles. To the Eagles, yeah. Like
1: that was. Yeah, this week. was a uh, like uh, this was the week where the good team, where most of the good teams, uh, happen, just have the week off. Um, that's not to say there aren't many good teams in play, and we should talk about them. Um. You know, your, your, Noah, your Super Bowl prediction was the uh, the Bills and the Eagles, hey, which, what? I mean, obviously looking amazing right off the bat. Uh, they're both, I believe, if the playoffs started today, they would be the one seeds in their respective conferences. Um, my Super Bowl prediction, not looking nearly as good, although I did pick the Bills to go to the AFC Championship, I will say. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Chargers, uh, they looked horrendous against Seattle. I want to ask you, Noah, Are
0: the Seahawks legit? I mean, four and three, top of the NFC West right now? Like, it's amazing to me the redemption story of Geno Smith. We've talked about it on this podcast. This dude was counted out so much to the point where he was literally serving as Russell Wilson, the backup.
1: He was laughed at. He was a meme for so long.
0: Because he was so good at West Virginia. He gets drafted in the second round by the New York Jets, just completely flames out, makes a few other stops, ends up in Seattle, and... Pete Carroll's, like, thinking to himself, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson's definitely going to get traded, right? All right, let's put in Geno. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and and he looked so freaking smart for it because Geno Smith outright beat Drew Locke in the quarterback competition before the season started. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Like, Drew Locke was the piece that needed to come in for the Russell Wilson trade to happen. Obviously, the Seahawks gave a couple of other access, uh, mm-hmm. assets as well as the draft capital. And Geno's just looked the part thinking about the fact that he has been a leader on the field. He's called a great game. He's been able to utilize the run game as well. I mean, just think about it. Rashad Penny is out for the rest of the year. And then they bring in this Kenneth Walker dude who's drafted in the second round, and he puts out 158 yards in the game against the Chargers. Like, the Seahawks it's, are good. and It's
1: pretty exceptional to see.
0: It's It's a big redemption story because nobody counted Seattle to even be at 500 at this point. Like back to and, and, and,
1: and you know, it's just something like I've noticed is the, the mantra for the past couple seasons with Seattle was, you know, let Russ cook, let Russ Cook, let him be in charge of the offense, let him throw the ball, you know, get him outside the pocket, get him making plays. Yeah, that works sometimes, but it's not a sustainable approach. And now instead of letting Russ cook, it's like let Gino contribute, let Gino just like manage the game, let him, you know call out the mic, hand the ball off to whoever God knows who the running back is 25, 30 times a game, let him drop back every now and then, and you know, make some solid throws, make some plays in the pocket, out of the pocket, and I mean, he's been just like something that the Giants and the Seahawks have noticed in the NXT are doing very well is they're not expecting spectacular play out of their quarterbacks. They're just expecting them to be steady, and that's winning them a bunch of games. That's why Seattle is first place in their division, which by the way, NFC West is like the new NFC East now, just in terms of how bad every team is at this point in the year. Although the Cardinals did have a big win. And I mean, eh, the Niners, the Niners it Niners was, was a bad big game.
0: win in the sense that they beat a Saints team that literally had nobody on the offensive side of the football. Like this is true. Literally. Backup quarterback, yeah. no wide receivers to throw to, yet somehow it was a forty-two thirty-four shutout. Or right. like shootout. But shootout. Yeah. Going back to Seattle for a second, John Schneider is one of the smartest football executives you could possibly find.
1: Because- no doubt. And you got to, I mean, Pete Carroll as well. Like those two minds yeah. are amazing. So amazing.
0: They, they've been there since, they've been together since 2010 when Pete Carroll arrived. And mm-hmm. they build through the draft. They drafted yep. Russell Wilson, 75th overall in 2012. And he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. They trade him. And I
1: mean, like you get so much bang for your buck because you trade him and you get like, you know, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and a bunch of picks. Shelby
0: Harris on the yep. defensive line too. cap like, space. Yeah. And then they go in the draft, especially this year, they draft two defensive backs who are just excellent. Kobe Bryant, not that yep. Kobe Bryant too soon. Where's the number eight yeah. in honor of him though? Like,
1: I uh, respect it. Mad he, respect for that. Like,
0: he literally played on the opposite side of Ahmad Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Who knows how to do So defend. That's
1: a smart pick because you know no one's trying Sauce. So you know that, uh, you know Kobe is going to be getting a lot of action like that—that's kind of the logic of the Bears drafting Kyler Gordon, who played opposite Trent McDuffie at Washington. Yep, is, they played excellent. You know, you, you know these people are going to be tested a lot because they're they're playing alongside someone who's very very good, um, and that's you know, and like clearly that's paid off for Seattle, and they, they've been like, I mean, yeah, that defense has been, you know, like against the Saints, but you know, against a really good Chargers team, or you know, a really good Chargers team on paper. They they really kind of shut him down. They 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 held Herbert. You know, like they they held him down really well, and that was
0: impressive. Not so, only not only him him too, but Tariq Woolen, who is a rookie from UTEP, dude is literally one of the top players in the NFL right now in interceptions. He's tied for first with four interceptions with Jordan Poyer of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yep. like again, just building through the draft, being able to have a sustainable season. Everyone thought, "Oh, the Seattle Seahawks just threw the white flag, trading Russell Wilson." And it is very clear through seven weeks of the 2022 NFL season that the Seattle Seahawks have won the Russell Wilson trade, and no one saw it coming. No,
1: no one did see. You're right. No one did see it
0: coming. I'm not going to say they won it yet,
1: though, just because I still think Russell Wilson. Just from my own observation, going to the Chargers Broncos game the other day, Russell Wilson did look genuinely hurt, like. Uh, he he was able to move around a bit but it's like like throws that he's usually able to make like back shoulder throws on the run on comeback routes like he used to be excellent at those he just isn't able to make those anymore and i think that's because i i don't think that's something that's going to be plaguing him for the rest of his career i do think he will come back and be a very strong quarterback for the Broncos in the future but as of right now i mean yeah like he he hasn't he has not performed at a high level at all and you know, uh, his backup didn't fare much better against the Jets. Uh, they lost sixteen to nine in in Denver, which was, uh, you know, n-
0: not not ideal for them. Definitely ugly not ideal game. for Denver. Very yeah. ugly
1: game. Very yeah. ugly game.
0: Mike Bronstein. With, with with what me and Elijah have discussed so far is there anything that has piqued your curiosity because i want to you, you did
1: it. you did have a point you, you looked like you had a point to me yeah
0: what, what well we i have been, been wondering i am wondering because we
1: went to the chargers uh jags game the chargers lost terribly so you kind of mentioned that you've been kind of on the low end in like your cuz you thought the chargers would make it to the super bowl so i'm wondering like what is going on with them because i'm watching i'm looking at their like recent games and they they did pretty well against the broncos and mm. uh and the texans but you know they they pretty, they, they lost the Seahawks. I'm wondering, like, what are they doing wrong? What, like, what exactly are they doing well? It seems like they're, like, it's not like they're not, it's kind of, like, equal, it, it, it seems now. So, I'm kind of wondering what are your guys' thoughts it's on a where good they're question. at. It's a good question, Mike, and the answer is, well, uh, for one thing, the, the fact that every game they play is kind of a road game, you know, we, we went, like, and you know, remember how it was, like, half Jaguars fans? And it's, like, yeah. Jaguars fans don't even exist. And, you know, they still exist more than Chargers fans. Um, And, you know, the Broncos game was, like, 90% orange. So that that doesn't help them. But the main thing is coaching. The main thing is coaching. Uh, Their head coach is – I think Brandon Staley is one of the worst coaches in the league. I think that if the Chargers continue to lose, he will be fired. And I think the Chargers become a contender if they hire Brian Flores, Uh, the coach who was wrongfully uh, fired from Miami. You think that's a – no, I can't tell if you think that's a hot take or a good idea.
0: I, I definitely think it's a hot take because, and, and, and I'm not coming to Brandon Staley's defense. I'm just questioning why Brian Flores would do any better because, because Brandon Staley is a defensive guy and Brian Flores is also a defensive guy. So because I don't Brandon
1: Staley is
0: not a defensive guy, he's a
1: he's a he's a he he, he he coaches like he's playing Madden. You know, he's just like he's not going to punt. He goes for it like. More than any other coach I've seen, he has no sense of clock management. I just I don't understand how he has a job as a head coach at this point in his NFL career. He's one of those guys, very good coordinator, you know, like he's got a good four three scheme, but like and you know that blends in, you know, some three four concepts. But like he's not, he's just not head coach material. He reminds me a little bit of like the anti Nathaniel Hackett in the sense that um, you know Nathaniel Hackett offensive guy. Uh, Brandon Staley, the defensive guy, but both of them were much better off as coordinators. I also, you know, like it just, as I watched that Chargers game on Sunday, it just felt like, it it just, the whole game, it just felt like Pete Carroll, with all his experience, was one or two or three steps ahead of Brandon Staley throughout the game. And he just, you know, he was just more prepared. He was just, uh, like, he had his guys in position to do well. And, you know, it just, the the reason why I was so high on the Chargers, Mike, is because, they got this really young quarterback on a rookie deal, Justin Herbert, who's amazing. You got two really excellent receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That, that's um, the point
0: I was gonna make. I'm sorry to interrupt you because Keenan no, no, Allen go ahead. Not Eckler. on the field. And that right, right. I think that's so important to have that veteran presence on the field to, to kind of make sure that the offense is going the way that it's supposed to. Joel Also
1: Mike Williams isn't known for getting separation, so when you get Keenan Allen out there,
0: it frees him up a little bit,
1: you know, it frees up Big Mike
0: Williams. Right. And 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 Mike, the, the Chargers have Austin Eckler, who's one of the best all around running backs in the entire National Football League. He's going to break the record for most receptions by a running back this year. Like yep. he's Fort on record. To, He's on pace to just obliterate that record. So Elijah's right in the sense that maybe schematically things aren't necessarily working to this point, but I still think that there's time in the season to come together. We're only This is recept- true. This is true, so, but I mean and, I've and, yet I've yet to see anything from Staley to, to, to lead me to think that, that they'll get to that point. And I'm glad, Mike, that you brought up the Jaguars, because two things. Number one, Jaguars fans do exist. Their names is Jason Mendoza. He was on The Good Place. Jaguars rule! Yeah, so that's okay. number. that's number one. Number two is, and this goes back to what's happening right now in the NFL... The Jaguars ended up trading now their backup running back James Robinson, who had such a great year yep. last year, yep. to um, the New York Jets because Brees Hall, their rookie second round running uh, running back, ended up tearing his ACL in that Jets game against the Broncos.
1: That makes me so sad. It makes that me, sucks.
0: He he looked incredible. That that I mean the NFL looked there. easy to him. It looked like he came in and it was just like right off the bat, so good. How the hell did that guy fall the second round? Like no idea. I mean nobody
1: was talking about running back. You know, running backs are under like they are undervalued nowadays because the market is full of them.
0: Yeah, but also I talked about how the Eagles, or sorry, not the Eagles, the Seahawks, the other bird team, they build through the draft. The Jets literally won the 2022 NFL draft. Just thinking about the players that they were able to acquire. They get Sauce Gardner at four. They get Garrett Wilson, who has yet to break out. I feel like he's still you know, has that, he, he had that one game uh, with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Um, Jermaine He'll Jones currently hurt their defensive end. They get back into the first round. They trade for him and get his rights. And then they get this Brees Hall kid who had a great career at Iowa State, ends up doing very well for himself the first seven weeks, and then goes down with this ACL, which is absolutely brutal. But brutal. the Jets have won four games in a row, which is super cool. And that's another cool social Good. media trend, by the way, Mike. They get this kid, the New York Jets, every single time that they win. It's this one kid who has, like, this thick New York accent, and he talks about how the Jets won and, like, what they did so well, but, like, in a very kiddish manner. And he just eats a bunch of ice cream.
1: Oh, <laughs> like uh, Glennie Balls on... Uh, oh, yes, on, yes, on, I've seen that video. My, yeah, yeah, it's, um, part of if, 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 if I, yeah. Pardon my Not my Yeah, if they win, my dad's going to take me to ice cream. How many times you going to do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I just want to... I feel like because Mikey's here, we got to incorporate some of this stuff. So,
1: Also, yeah, I mean, it sucks out Brees Hall. Back to the Chargers real quick. Jason yeah. Jackson also out for the season with a, a fucked-up knee, I guess. I don't know exactly what his injury is, but he's out for the year, which sucks. You know, obviously a top-tier cornerback. There aren't many of those in the NFL nowadays. Chargers still have a really strong defense, and they still have a really good corner in Asante Samuel Jr., mm-hmm. but, like, that's that that blows. That just blows, man. Like you know, you you lose another top corner. Like that. you know, you lose one of your top players. Um, yeah, things are not looking great for the Chargers right now. I do think they'll pick it up as the season goes on because Herbert's too good, and like j- just that roster's too good for them to not be competitive. But still, you know, tough tough blow for them, and tough blow for the Jets losing Bruce Hall.
0: Well, and and, and I I wanted to mention too because. Mike, you talked about how everything looked very even with that Denver Broncos LA Chargers game uh mm-hmm. this past Monday. Like that game was went to overtime and the only reason why the Chargers ended up winning was because of a muff punt by Denver. But like A brilliant
1: play. A brilliant play by what's his name on the Chargers? I I, I I remember. I intentionally went out of my way to remember his name and I already forgot
0: it. The dude He's who the, one, the dude who blocked the other dude to force the He blocked the dude into, putt. into the muff pun. Yeah. So so there, there's that, like, these two are, like, carbon copies of one another, the Chargers and Broncos, in the sense mm-hmm. that they have, two, like, Elijah mentioned Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Broncos, who can't manage time. Brandon Staley has been known to mess up the game plan down the stretch. Like, those two guys, together on a football field, made that game fun in the sense that it went to overtime and it was decided on the last play. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and the AFC West schedule, like, the way that it, it's been shaking out so far, like, the Chargers have already played all three AFC West teams already, so it's it's just a matter of I think the Chargers have to go to Las Vegas, and mm. they but but they get the Chiefs at home, and they also have to go to Denver. So, just yeah, in- I mean that's well, the
1: toughest. Like that, that that is on paper the toughest division in football still. Yes, I feel like if the Chargers will get a lot more fans out of Vegas than they will in LA just because like I feel like LA has just entirely become Rams city at this point. And I feel like oh no, no, we don't <laughs> mean permanently, no, but not permanently, but at least for some time. I feel like, I feel like, Vegas no, no, no not, not, not for some time. Like, they're going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Oh, I thought we were talking about them. Oh, I forgot the Raiders. No, no, they're not relocating. No, no, no they're, no, they're actually okay. talking I just about the like
0: schedule I, down the stretch. Yeah, no, yeah. but
1: I just, I just feel like Chargers fans don't exist in really the because part of it is like we have the Rams and Chargers still from San Diego, right? I feel like just people yeah. don't really, there's not the many like fans in Chargers fans in LA I feel like like no one I've never seen someone wear, wear like, a Chargers hat in LA so
0: qu- quick history lesson Mikey Bronstein the ch- the lo- the Los Angeles Chargers were actually conceived in Los Angeles okay. they, they played one season in LA before moving down the coast and they played in San Diego up until 2016 before yeah, they relocated I remember back I remember that. so but but you're right because the Rams had been in LA um before that they were they were in St. Louis even before that. So but they had more fan base in LA, despite the fact that they played like I forget how many years it was. They played probably 25 years in Anaheim before they moved yeah. to St. Louis and then back to LA. So right. the yeah. LA Rams really haven't been the LA Rams since I right, before 2016. Like, the, the Raiders were in LA for a
1: while too. And, and that's, that's why, crazy. you know, like there's still a lot of Raider fans based
0: in LA. Yes. Mm. And like and, and and that was like the time when the Raiders really were popular in L.A. It was the 1980s. They won Everybody, a couple of Super Bowls. Yep, they won a bunch of Super Bowls with Marcus Allen and and Jim Plunkett and Tom Flores and were just living their lives. Like yeah. it was such. A, I mean, and I'm not saying that L.A. is a Raiders town by any stretch. Like L.A. or the Raiders are Oakland. It's sad yeah. that they're in Las Vegas, but also like Las Vegas is a good identity for Sin City, and like. Yeah, the Raiders and the Pirates and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, I still think I still miss them. I just like, I miss them playing on that Oakland A's field, you know, where you'd see a quarterback get sacked on second base, and it's just like, you know, I, I just I miss that. You know, like that's part of the like, for me that was part of the novelty of the NFL, especially the AFC right now. Well, still got um, But um, I nice but play. still playing oh, thank you. Still playing her. But yeah, no, it's just, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see where th- their brand does work in Vegas. And it worked, you know, definitely worked on Sunday when they beat the Texans. What was it, 38, 20? Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, just completely went off yep. uh, for yep. over 100 yards, three touchdowns. I still never understand why he's not as widely regarded in fantasy football. Or just in general, like, he's such a good running back. I don't know why people, you know, someone put some respect on Josh Jacobs' name. Yeah. Also, the Chargers player I was referring to is uh, Jasir Taylor, who was who had the where was all to block the guy into the other guy. Smart. So, play by hand. So, play by hand. so,
0: so on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs had his fifth year option declined by the new Raiders front office. Yep. And this goes back to another conversation that I've had with you on this podcast before, Elijah, about players entering their fifth year rookie deals and not having a future. Essentially, they had to play on this one year deal. And mm-hmm. see what can come about. Lamar Jackson's obviously the main topic of it, but Josh yep. Jacobs has definitely played himself into a new contract with the Raiders. If they wish to offer him that, they can no do that, or depending on how their season goes, because like you said, they play in the toughest division in football on paper, they might get a high draft pick and the running back class might be pretty good next year. Who knows? We'll see. Right. But so they could go a lot of ways with it. But you're right. Josh Jacobs is very underrated. He is a guy who can run between the tackles. He can get space. He can go down the sideline in a flash. Like Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs are basically the same, except Brees Hall is four years younger.
1: I'll be interested in seeing if maybe, like, uh, you know, we saw Christian McCaffrey obviously get traded to the Niners. It'd be interested to see if another team might want to make a move for a guy like Josh Jacobs if the Raiders, you know, continue to fall. Obviously, the one this past week, but the Texans aren't exactly a formidable yeah. opponent. Um, You know, maybe even like a Seattle Or, uh, you know, maybe the uh, I guess the Cowboys don't have much of a need for him There isn't much of a need for running that in the NFC, I will say Um, And back to the Jaguars, by the way That game with the Giants Giants won by a yard That was crazy,
0: that was so much fun What a tackle at the end there Great play I I watched it and people in my office Were not necessarily as hyped as I was I'm not really understanding why because, yeah, that was such like, a great ending. Oh my God. Like the fact that it came down to that and the fact that just the Giants were able to pull out another comeback, they improve on the season to six and one. They, yeah. like, I saw a stat that said it was like the list of the past seven or eight years that the Giants had won their sixth game. A ton of those columns were blank because the Giants haven't won six games in a while.
1: Yep, yep. But
0: they won their sixth game on October 23rd. They were winning their sixth game five or six years ago on, like, December 13th. I, I I don't have the tweet in front of me. But point being, they either didn't win six games in a season or they won their sixth game very late in a season. At, at, yeah, at, the, the Giants are for real. I mean, Daniel Jones is turning into a very competent quarterback. Another guy, fifth-year option declined, playing for himself yeah. the contract. So just thinking about it the – the Giants play in the toughest division in football that's not named the AFC West. They play in the NFC East, which, by by the way, has the best overall record combined in all of football. Like, yeah, especially play. after
1: Washington beat those, beat the bums.
0: Beat the know, P, try. asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. They the beat the P words.
1: They beat the P words.
0: P- is my hero. I love him. Uh, like, uh, how awesome is that? What a
1: game. What a game.
0: Dude. It was awesome. The Brian Dable is by far the coach of the year. Oh, yeah. Unless Nick Sirianni somehow guides the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to an undefeated season. Which, by the way, Philly, like, I mean, you're probably right, but Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia right now, buzzing. Oh, they got to be, right? Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series for the first time since 2009. The Eagles are the only undefeated team left. The 76ers just picked up their first win tonight. They're now one in three time. on the season. The Philadelphia, good. They'll be good. They'll be Philadelphia Union are still in the MLS playoffs, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference.
1: How are the uh, Flyers?
0: The Flyers are, uh, you know, they they were once the Broad Street Bullies. So and how about the how about the
1: brochures? The what now? I'm sorry, it was a, it was a, it was a dumb joke.
0: Was, was it an? Ah, uh, I said here? I said how about the
1: brochures? They said the Flyers. Well, it was pretty funny. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm, oh, I'm, that, was that was good. That was good. That was, that I'm ha- was good. I'm happy with it. I, I like that joke. That's
0: very good. Okay, before we restart this, but you won't know that we restarted it because of the power of editing. I have a trivia question for each one of you because it's 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 a numbers game. Bill Belichick has been a head coach three times in the NFL. He was with the Cleveland Browns. He's with the New York Jets for like zero games, and then he's he's been with the Patriots since 2000. In the time that Bill Belichick has been a head coach in the NFL, what has been his overall record without Tom Brady as his quarterback? Can anybody tell me?
1: Um, I'm gonna guess. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, I know eleven and five with Matt
0: Castle. Yeah. Um, eight and eight with Cam Newton. I believe, or seven and nine to 10. I think it was. I think it was nine and eight. Or oh, no, yeah, eight and eight because that was the last year before the, right. the new. Yeah. Uh,
1: last season I think he was like nine and eight. So I'm
0: gonna guess like something like I don't know, I'm gonna guess like like fifty and fifty. Okay, Mike. Mike, do you have a do you have a guess before we go to uh, our next Zoom? I'm gonna make. Um, just say just say a number and another number. Record win loss record.
1: I say I'm gonna guess w- without Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, without Tom uh, Brady. So it's got to be like nine or ten seasons without. You Tom gotta Brady.
1: guess soon, Mike, because we gotta we got
0: we gotta pick up on part two. You'll get this. 30, You'll 30, get the answer 30, after the break.
1: Thirty six and forty.
0: Thirty six and forty. All right. Well, we'll stop it right there. We'll get okay, to the let's, other let's Zoom pause. and we'll let you know. All right. All right so. so You guys don't know that we edited, but we... I mean, now they
1: do, but that's okay.
0: Oh, okay, fine. Well, you can't see... Spoiled again. You can't see that we edited. You don't even know what software I use. Um, True. I'm not going to tell my secrets. Okay, so Mikey Bronstein, remind me again what your record was for Bill Belichick. I said 36 and 40.
1: 36 and 40
0: for Bill Belichick-run teams without Tom Brady and Elijah That's a good guess. And Elijah is 50 and 50. Okay, so after tonight... Because the Patriots lost to the Bears. Bill the Bears. Bill duh, Bears. Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady as his starting quarterback is 74 and 83.
1: Wow. That's a lot of games.
0: Yeah, the fact that there were so many games, because you have to remember he was in Cleveland for a bit. And yep. and and it's been what three seasons, four seasons since no Tom? Yeah,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Because I mean, you know. Uh, in Cleveland, it was it was
1: it was a struggle because first of all, like at the beginning, like he was obviously getting acclimated. He was new to being a head coach, and then um, eventually, Cleveland just totally folded. I don't know if you've seen Cleveland ninety five, the uh, NFL exactly. football league. Great, great doc. Um, and then, I mean, you know, like he's he's had his struggles without Tom. So yeah, I guess that make that 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 definitely makes that definitely makes sense. I still think he's you know the greatest coach of all time. Uh, and I I do think he would have won Super Bowls without Brady, but um,
0: you know that's a that's a that's a that's a fun fact. Fun fact, and it'll only Good. continue to get updated as long as Bill Belichick is the coach of the Patriots. So this is true
1: a- unless they trade for Brady.
0: Stop it. So
1: hey, Mac Jones, hear me out. Mac Jones for Brady, straight up. Who says no? Uh,
0: who says everybody. no? Who? Why? Because Tom Brady's Patriots 40. need a quarterback. The Bucks need to rebuild. I, I don't think the Bucks need to rebuild.
1: Like they need be, a quarterback.
0: Just because they they be. have quarterbacks. They they have
1: Blaine Gabbard. No, they don't. They have the other kid. Uh the kid from Florida, Trask. Yeah,
0: Kyle Trask.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm mostly joking, but like
0: But also I'm give him a chance because speaking of teams that suck, the Indianapolis Colts, because Yeah, y'all looked they, awful. Like, just thinking about okay, yeah. Besides the fact that the Colts lost nineteen to ten to the Tennessee Titans. Um,
1: Matt Ryan's bench which, for Sam Aylinger.
0: Yeah, but also like people are kind of misinterpreting it because Matt Ryan also has a separated shoulder. The big seismic news is that Frank Reich, the head coach of the Colts, went on and said Sam's our starting quarterback for the rest of the season. I was watching PTI today because I watch PTI all the time. It's my favorite. It's my favorite studio show in, in the history of all time. We love Mike, PTI. That's that's why we do this. Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser and. Wilbon covered Frank Reich when he was the starting quarterback at the University of Maryland. He talked about today, and this makes a whole lot of sense because this is where I'm going with the criticism. The Colts don't have a future at their starting quarterback position. They have it. They literally are on their third starting quarterback, now fourth starting quarterback in the last three seasons um, where they had a Phillip Rivers who was at the last point of his career, is now coaching high school football in Alabama. You bring in Carson Wentz, who doesn't do anything in the sense that he gets the Colts he, even into the playoffs. He literally. did well
1: until they play the Jags at the Yeah,
0: literally Car- career-defining season. Besides his 2017 MVP year that should have happened, even though he tore his ACL. Um, yeah. And then you trade for for Matt Ryan, and it doesn't take you anywhere. He can't protect himself. He can't protect the football. It's all on management. It's all on Chris Ballard. And the fact that and Mike hit it right on the head. Will bond that is. Not Bronstein. Bronstein, you can (laughs) definitely hit it on the head too. But Wilbon talked about how Frank Reich would never make this decision because Frank Reich entrusts his quarterbacks because he was one. And he's had such a good relationship with his quarterbacks, no matter where he's worked, whether it was in Buffalo with Jim Kelly as a player, whether it was with uh, Carson Wentz or Nick Foles in Philadelphia. Yeah, why don't they start Nick Foles? Nick Foles will be the backup on Sunday. God forbid Sam Ellinger gets hurt. We get to have another Nick Foles run with the Colts I'm potentially going to Super Bowl 57, baby. Um, I'm telling you,
1: put in BDN.
0: Put in BDN. You will win a lot of games. What's BDN? Big Dick Nick. Uh, Big Dick yeah. Nick. That was his nickname in Philly? Uh,
1: that's 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 our nickname for him.
0: Oh. Uh, who's I did not I didn't I didn't approve of this. I uh, it. It's 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 a thing.
1: I've heard, I've heard people say it. Might <laughs> okay. be no gross.
0: Well, shout well, out no gross. Yeah, recurring shout out Noah Garth, our, our, our favorite recurring guest on this show. Sure, guest. Um, <laughs> don't
1: worry, Mike. You'll get so, there.
0: Yeah. Um, this has been fun with Mike, by the way. But oh yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> by loving by it. the way, guys, guys, I have a question. Are we? I, I do want to talk
1: about the Lakers-Clippers game because I was there. I don't know if you guys are, are talking only about football, but I would love we'll, to talk we'll about that. We'll get there, Mike. Guys. We'll get there. We'll we'll, we'll set aside time to what talk the about fuck it. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Well, Noah, I, I
1: heard, Noah, Noah and I are delighted.
0: I had the we, same reaction to the Philadelphia Phillies game yesterday when they were playing against the Padres, and the Padres decided in the ninth inning with runners on to bunt for that they could get runners on second and third instead of first and second in the ninth to try and somehow get two runs across the board but give up an out in order to do so i thought the same thing i was like i mean they sacrificed getting... bunted
1: but yeah why because it's a good move no it's not they didn't win the game i <laughs> it mean was did terrible. the bunt, was the bunt successful yes but what happened were after there were no outs or was there one out there was one out and then they bunted and then there were two outs correct oh that's stupid that's ridiculous
0: yes and, and, no. And, and, yeah. Okay. And, if there were
1: nobody, if there's was nobody out, then yeah. done. No, yeah. It's obviously.
0: Like, and then you, yes. could, then you could literally sacrifice fly the. Yeah, and a pop and fly, then, gets him in. Yeah. No. No. There was one out. Like oh, you literally yeah, that's, bunted that's with bullshit. one out in the ninth. Right. In a in a do or die game in which you were going to go home if there were three outs recorded in the inning. So but that that that's my mini rant on that. My mini right. rant to finish up on the Colts is that management stinks. The fact I agree. That the only cool thing that's happened to the Colts management. This past week is that Jim Ursay came out publicly and condemned Dan Snyder. It's the first time any NFL owner has condemned Dan Snyder and said that there is cause for him to potentially be removed as the owner of the Washington Commanders. I was like, my God, this guy is literally Jon Snow in Game of Thrones going <laughs> up Battle of the Bastards against um against the entire army that um what's his name? Uh Ended up establishing. I forget Dumbledore.
1: You are t- talking about uh, Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey Bolton. Bolton. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well. Jalen Ramsey. No,
0: not no, Jalen no, Ramsey. Ramsey it's Game Bolton. Game of Thrones. Like oh, okay. yeah.
1: Game you, of should watch, you, should, you should really watch Game of Thrones, live. You'll love it. It's it is. Excellent. Uh, I, I should probably. I should probably do that. Yeah. Game
0: of Thrones. But also like six episode nine, uh, Battle of the Bastards. Just all time quality television. And then Once the of Winter, the next episode after that too.
1: On, on on a pause on a pause for nerds for nerd shit. Uh, yeah no, no. Did you watch the finale of House of the Dragon?
0: I did, and I don't want to discuss it right now because even though the only person who I know consistently listens to the show is Barb, um, Elijah's mom, who I, I don't <laughs> know, has she, has she watched the show? No, no, she
1: does not. But I mean, don't spoil it. Like,
0: don't. I, not, can't spo- I can't spoil it.
1: We can't spoil it, but it was definitely it's uh Aegon fucked up that's all that's all okay moving on oh mike yeah jim Ursay. i mean good for him to speak out against uh washington commander's owner uh what's his name uh soon to be the washington amazons owned
0: by jeff bezos
1: hopefully oh god that would be so funny
0: could you imagine amazon prime broadcasting thursday night football and him trying to just get the commanders on every single every
1: single thursday night he could do it too that's the thing
0: I mean he's got a lot of money. But he does have a fair bit of money.
1: But or yeah, maybe he'll yeah. Dan, move him to Portland.
0: Dan, Dan Snyder is on um my list of uh people who I just am ashamed to be associated with because he's Jewish. So. Yeah, we hate Dan Snyder. Yeah. Dan yeah, Snyder
1: Kanye Kanye's wrong about everyone except Dan Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, saying.
0: Anyway, moving on. Football happened. Um, the, you know what's funny about this well, Speaking of the commanders, though, can we just talk about how they bitch slapped Aaron Rodgers real quick? Yeah, I man. Know, like, I know I already mentioned it,
1: but that was awesome.
0: Well, it, it completely diminished my analysis from my picks because I literally – the first thing I said after I said, Green Bay Packers traveling to Maryland to take on the Washington commanders. I said, Green Bay's very good and Washington's very bad. And Washington's very bad. <laughs> Because they have not addressed their quarterback position and their defense stinks. Well, what do they end up doing on Sunday? They start Taylor Heineke, who has literally been there. This dude is so good at quarterback. First yep. of all, can we just also say like we, we just... We,
1: uh, my family knows him from ODU a little bit, so that's kind that of cool. right.
0: Oh, oh it's... yeah, I'm sure he knows Mal. I'm. Sh- you know what? I'm sure you're right. Mal, your stepsister is just <laughs> a big ODU fan. Who oh, big, I, I she, see she, she meets all the players. So, yeah, yeah she's I see and, pictures got of her all Taylor. the time. Literally, the biggest yeah. Old Dominion fan. Also, oh, where, no doubt. where is Old Dominion? It is in Virginia Beach. Virginia
1: Beach. The Virginia Beach area. Yeah. Okay. Norfolk. Got it. You might want to call it. But yeah.
0: Wait, Norfolk, you said?
1: Yeah. Like around that area.
0: I'm trying to think because Michael Vick is from around there too.
1: Yeah. Yes. And uh, Aaron Brooks, I believe, as well.
0: Aaron Brooks is who?
1: Aaron Brooks, the fo- the quarterback, not the point guard.
0: Uh, okay, I was going to say, yeah. Newport thinking.
1: News, I believe, is where, um, is where Michael Vick is from. But I yes, might be, that, that is
0: exactly correct. But is Aaron, that right? It, yes, you're absolutely right. You're one. And that's like, yeah, that's like right by you. That's the, that's. Oh, the well, look at that! That's so interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, the 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 Commanders looked very good. Um, the the Packers were very frustrated. Matt Lafleur, like, I'm sure you saw Matt Lafleur just complain every single play on the sideline. And, oh my God, he's such
1: a baby. I love it. I
0: love it. I love it. It's the best. Like, it would be insane if the Packers fired Matt LaFleur. It would be insane because he's like in the same coaching boat, I feel like, as Brandon Staley. Like, they produced yeah. records for both their teams, but they can't figure th- things out um, down the stretch.
1: And they're blessed with like incredible quarterback play. You know, they're lucky to have a quarterback who knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, obviously, more so before because Rodgers is more experienced than Herbert. But, like, either way, you know, both both guys are very lucky to have their capable quarterbacks. Yeah,
0: and, and and you mentioned this on a previous pod, Elijah. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is basically his own play caller, his own offensive coordinator. Like, thinking yep. about, like, Luke Getze, who's now with y'all. He's the doing a good job on it. He's the offensive coordinator of the Bears. He was Doing Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach. Nathaniel Hackett was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. He's now in Denver. Yep.
1: like
0: It's insane to me to think that nobody around that coaching staff seems to feel like there's something missing with the Packers. And it's not to say that, sure, Christian Watson, one of their wide receivers who's a rookie, didn't play. But like this was supposed to be the season of... Basic rebuild so that next year, in year two of his three-year contract, for him to basically retire as a Packer, they could get back on it. They just seem so discombobulated. Oh, completely. And 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 it's not the defense's fault. It really isn't. I just no, the defense is fine. And it's just one of those things where, like, all right, like
1: the defense. Matt Lafleur is an offensive coach. The defense is run by I can't I can't remember the defensive coordinator's name. His name is Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Okay, so Joe Barry does a good job. You know, you got Sean Gary over there. You got a. Um, Preston Campbell, Smith, Campbell, Preston Smith, you know, Roger Campbell had that interception return. Yeah, yeah. You got some really good, you got some really good defensive players. Oh, by Mike, uh, huh. Mike might have just left, but we'll see. Um,
0: I, I really thought we were involving him. Oh, no, he's coming back. back. He's back, he's back, he's back. Oh, he's um, coming
1: back. No, but yeah, Packers defense, you know, run by Joe Berry, you got really good defensive players in place. You know, their offense run by Aaron Rodgers, right? The quarterback pretty much takes charge, he, yep. he, he's he essentially runs the offense. What does Matt Lafleur do? What what is his job? What does what does he
0: do? It's he, supposed to be game managing,
1: but yeah, he holds the clipboard. He pumps up the crowd every now and then. He tells Kenny Clark, "Hey man, good job on not giving up. Way to way to not quit." You know, he I, he was would up saying that uh, from the Jets game when they lost at home, twenty seven ten, and it's just like really like 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 that's that that's the sound that we're gonna take away. Like good job on not quitting. Like I get it, but it's just so cliche, and it's just also a matter of like. I just, I don't know what, like, I mean, Matt LaFleur has the easiest job in the world, and he sucks at it.
0: He he wears a towel, too, kind of like uh, John Thompson, the former Georgetown head coach. He wore a towel because he sweated so much. Matt yeah. LaFleur wears it for, like, wor- more weather elements than anything. I just think it's really funny because he's a very small dude, too. but, he, yeah, but he's also, not that big. Also, I'd love to get his haircut, and I realized that I probably should have done that because t- I got a haircut today. And I probably should have asked for the Matt LaFleur instead.
1: Yeah, uh, one thing I will say about Matt LaFleur is his hair is
0: adequate. It's pretty freaking good. Also, I forgot to mention this. So the Jets played the Packers, right? You mentioned that. Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur were co-coaches. They were. Back in the day, like early 2000s. Um, I believe it was at Saginaw State or something Mm -hmm. like that. Some like really obscure university in Michigan.
1: Sounds like a verb.
0: Saginaw? Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, I just I just thought I would mention that. Also the end of the It's NFC- interesting, I mean, especially because Robert Sama comes in and
1: he like he has a culture, he has a defense, like he's got a system. And it's working. Uh right now it's working. LaFleur, I don't know what the hell he's doing and like the receivers look lost. And I mean the only reason the Packers were remotely in that game is because Aaron Rodgers like is an incredible
0: talent. And Devontae had that, that uh, interception return too. That pick six, yes. yes. Yep, don't forget. Other it. than that, I mean, you know, Jared Alexander did the run by Terry turn, and from that point on, it was all Washington pretty much. Um the Packers are three and four. And the NFC North is really bad. Like really the Vikings bad. are good. I I you know what's funny? I don't see it. I really don't. And sure, they didn't play this week, and maybe Next week, they'll change my mind. We'll see. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're very fake five and one.
1: Their offense, I think, I, I don't know. I, I just think their offense is pretty special. Like, I mean, it, it really it's on paper, though. You know, it's just like they have a lot of talent. On they the do. Opposite. Their defense is good, too. I mean, you know, like, it's like Kendrickson Barr and, you know, all these really good defensive players. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I think they're pretty good, but yeah, I can see why you'd say they're a fake five and one. I think they're You're a fake five and one. Playing, and, right playing in right our shitty division.
0: I want to, I want to see what the Vikings can do down the stretch because if the Bears played like they did tonight, and this is like a very outlandish take, like the Bears can beat the Vikings. The Bears almost beat the Vikings. We almost beat them in yeah. Minnesota. Shout out Cameron Danceler. Sorry, but uh, no, who? But, but I actually, I like him because he's a really
1: good football player. Uh, and he can't help that he's on the Vikings. And I mean, he just made a good play, but like, that was
0: really not cool of you, Cameron.
1: Well, it you person.
0: It made me personally feel sad. You also don't hate the Vikings as much as you hate the Packers. This
1: so. is true. This is true.
0: Also, I'm glad that we could finally get off the Lions' nuts a little bit.
1: Oh. Like, oh, they have so many moral victories. Like, oh, they only lost by three. They only lost by two. Like, shut up. They're not good. They're not a good football team. I like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is fine. I think he's just in a bad culture because the Lions suck, and Dan Campbell is a gimmick. And I mean, they pretty much like crapped all over themselves in Dallas. They I, also I just don't
0: I... have a team like they're 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 good players. Their good storylines are out. Like DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown left the game with a concussion. So yeah, but you, you got to have your depth ready to compete. Yeah, but like again this is another thing where the lions have made so many personnel changes at the quarterback position at the head coaching position in the front office. And I just, I want to see this through. I just, I just do. There's just something about what they went through on hard knocks and Dan Campbell as a person, literally like blood, sweat and tears, motor city. Um, I, I don't believe in Jared Goff. I, I've probably said that before. I think he's a very below average quarterback. I think he's better he's than fine. Baker Mayfield, and I, than- I agree. I just like him. He's like I don't everybody's think he's good. I just like him as the kid. Well, I like him too. Sure, he did yeah. a lot of a lot of good uh, out in L.A. when he was with the Rams, but he's yeah. very mid, as the kids would say. He's like he's <laughs> like there's 32 teams in the NFL. He's like basically number 16 in the NFL.
1: I think he's, he's probably worse. He probably he's probably like 22.
0: I don't know. This would be something I'd have to put a lot more thought into. This
1: would be a whole ep- – we can dedicate a whole episode to this.
0: We should do that during the offseason where we just, like – We should do that during the week. No, because there's just so much going on. Like, Okay, we, fine. We won't do it during the week. We've covered so many storylines, and the NFL is just so fast-paced. And Hey, I will say,
1: Jared Goff did double Tom Brady's score on Sunday. That's very true. The Lions scored six. The Bucks scored three against the Panthers. They look bad, dude. They look real bad. Mike well, Evans dropping a touchdown, just ooh. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Did you brutal. see
0: after the game? And and Mike, you might have seen this because of oh, again, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to tap into Mike's social media and seeing if he's uh, he's getting it. But apparently there was a referee that asked for Mike Evans autograph in the tunnel after the game. Did anybody see that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did no. I did see that. You did, did. see that. Okay. I thought that was weird. I think they should be investigated,
1: and I think they should be. I think, I think, I think the Bucks should be canceled this year.
0: Well, the Bucks have a very good defense, and Todd, and, and Todd Bowles is a good coach. You've mentioned that before. You're not going to pivot from that opinion. You're just not. No,
1: I I, I agree with it. I but, just I wait, think Tom Brady is his overstayed his welcome in the NFL.
0: Well, this is what happens. Tom Brady's got a lot of crap going on. He's he's probably going to get divorced. He's got a really bad offensive line. He has literally, he's like, he's as invested in football as Bernie Madoff was in Ponzi schemes.
1: That's an interesting comparison, but I'm I'm, okay.
0: Will you buy that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you on that.
0: So, this is what happens when Tom Brady has a bad offensive line like, so beat up. And you have a Panthers defense that is literally coached by an interim coach who is trying to fight for a job. In the NFL because he had a job in the NFL as a head coach for one season. And here he is just trying to make a name for himself. And he's winning the locker room. If you watched our show on Sunday, you saw that we went into the Panthers locker room. Uh, He handed P.J. Walker, who two years ago was starting in the XFL for the Houston Rough Riders. Um, Dude literally played his butt off. I, by the way, incorrectly to, he was not going to play, but he did. I thought we were gonna see Sam Darn- Darnold, but Sam Darnold was active.
1: Thank God for um, that.
0: Yeah. That's so there, there was that. So he hands PJ Walker the game ball. And then David Tepper, who by the way, I didn't realize how rich David Tepper was. Um, he's currently the owner oh. of the of the Carolina Panthers. He handed a game ball oh. to Steve Wilkes and was like, This one's for you, brother. Literally gives him a hug and he gets doused with water. Like uh, that's that's cute. winning a locker room. The yeah, no, the Buccaneers them. could use a page out of that playbook because between the loss of Bruce Arians, who is now basically a senior personnel dude, um, Rob Gronkowski, who's back on Fox, and just the loss of basically every single offensive lineman who's protected Tom Brady for the last two seasons, the Buccaneers are discombobulated. Mike Evans got in a fight with Marshawn Lattimore a few weeks ago. I feel like they're still reeling from that. They need their buy-in yeah. and they're so like and it's amazing to me because two weeks ago Leonard fournette looked like the best running back in the NFL between his pass catching abilities and just running between the tackles it's amazing but this week they happen just happen. didn't even try to run the ball no they didn't do anything right and the Panthers are literally they were literally one in five
1: it's, yeah I mean just a bad bad game all around for
0: Tampa um you know you know which game wasn't bad Elijah
1: the, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh,
0: Joe Burrow had
1: a Joe Burrow against the Falcons. That was a bad uh, that, game. I mean, Joe Burrow, four hundred eighty yards, three touchdowns. You know, Jamar Chase uh, just absolutely went off. Two receivers with over a hundred yards. That's pretty crazy.
0: Yes, that was a great game. That was a great game offensively for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was, but a it wasn't a game good game. Fair, fair, fair. What but was a what, what was a good game? Good game. I did. I barely got to watch it because I was paying attention to Fox, but. Baltimore Ravens beating out the Cleveland Browns 23-20. That was woo!
1: I feel I, like every I feel like every Ravens game is
0: 23-20. It really is. Um, it feels like it, right? Like it just feels like every game they play is 23-20, one
1: way or another.
0: But it came down to the last drive. Cleveland was not able to stay composed. They had a few penalties on that last drive, which uh was a cause for Baltimore to get the victory. Um, Gus Edwards came back from the physically unable to perform list and he scored two touchdowns. They ended up putting their other running back, J.K. Dobbins, on an injured reserve before the game started. Um, Lamar Jackson played like crap. 9 of 16, 120 yards. Um, 42 yards receiving for uh, Is that J.K. crap? And Rashad Bateman. Like- wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Is 9
1: of 16 for 120 yards crap? To me, that just sounds like they didn't
0: want to pass the ball. Um, When you're in a pass happy league, and you only throw sixteen times. He
1: won time. the game. They won. It was nine of sixteen, and I mean they ran the ball. You know, I, so you know not play the catch, Cartagena, Drake played like crap. They ran the ball eleven times for five yards. I could do better than that. I, I really think I could do better than that. Let's see. You see. I, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like to take that Lamar played like crap because I mean, oh yeah, he only completed nine passes, but if you're only throwing it sixteen times, like. I mean, they ran the ball a total of, wait, let me do the math here. 44 times. 44. Yeah. This was a, they were not going to sit back in the pocket and, and throw the ball. I think maybe they don't trust their offensive line to pass block. Maybe they just knew that they could win the game by running it. But either way, I mean, they ran the ball 10 times, 59 yards, you know, solid, solid day on the ground. Gus Edwards had a pretty good game. Justice Hill had his carries. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he played like crap at all. I think he played, I mean, I want to put this as one of his best performances, but, like, I think he managed a good game and they won. But was, I don't see I don't see how that's crap. I just don't, I, that does not sit right with me.
0: It was the second time in Lamar's career where he completed fewer than 10 passes. Um, it was his first one, however. So, give you that. I'll chalk that one up for you. But when Cleveland doesn't have its best defensive back on the field, Denzel Ward, who was out with a concussion. And you have Miles Garrett who's slowly but surely coming back from his one car accident that happened a few weeks ago. He had a sack. He did have a sack, but also you've you've got to develop chemistry with your wide receivers. And this is a very discombobulated argument on my end because Lebar- You're using Jackson, that word Raven, a lot. Like I, I, I still I don't do, blame
1: you. It's a good word. It's a good word.
0: Okay. Well, point being Ravens improve to uh record of four and three. Uh, and Cleveland is Cleveland still I, I'm just not a fan of theirs anyway because they have a sexual predator on their team. So right, that's although not yet. I mean he's he, he's back in the practice grounds. He's Antonio oh, he Brown. Nope, that's no not, not Antonio Brown. <laughs> not Tony, I thought Antonio Brown no
1: it's you love Antonio Brown
0: though. Just kidding no Antonio Brown yo. sucks too. Yo yo, 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 by the way, um and Again, another social I'll media I'll take him bit. on
1: the Bears, but, you know.
0: Another social media bit. Antonio what Brown's he, Twitter this, this past tweet? weekend was fire. What Oh, you my say? God. What'd Even though say? he said Kanye was right. No, that's not what I was going to say. Antonio Brown's had some tweets. Like, go on. Some of them are not PC. Um, <laughs> or just, you know, very, like, they're very NSFW.
1: We can't do them justice, so just go to... Go to Antonio Brown's Twitter. Check out what he has to say. I think it's um, AB eighty
0: four, right? I don't know why eighty four. Pro- I don't know why 84. we're promoting him, but like, well, because it's
1: funny. It's, it's good comedy. Funny. I mean, he talks so much and he says so little, <laughs> and it's very funny. Um, you know what else is funny is the fact that the Steelers thought Kenny Pickett would just come in and like be this amazing quarterback and would just transcend his offense. Zero total second half points on Sunday Night Football for either team. Uh, pretty bad game. I enjoyed it because I like I like bad games. But like Miami winning sixteen to ten over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. Um,
0: the, my only takeaway from that game is that Miami needs to switch to those uniforms full time. I love those uniforms because of the helmets. I love those uniforms because of the numberings and the and the font on the back where you just see the you see like the the name of the player and it's like boom. This is like. 4K, like... Oh, yeah. In color. A in color, yeah. Um, Tua Tonga-Vailoa literally could have thrown four interceptions in that game. And he literally, like, Steelers defensive backs dropped four Tua Tonga-Vailoa interceptions. Yeah. Tua so, turn the ball over. There was that. Other than that, Tua played great. And did everything possible to win the game for the Miami Dolphins.
1: Um, Kenny Pickett had his moments, but he also threw a lot of... Threw a,
0: I mean, Pickett's
1: a very fitting last name.
0: Ah, pick it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, um, uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt last week. Mitchell Trubisky came in, won them the game.
1: He absolutely won them the game.
0: I I'm not, third down,
1: third down I'm, I'm
0: not calling for Trubisky to come back and play quarterback full time. I'm sure you are, Elijah. I absolutely, and they better um, with him. I, I, I just, I, I want to see this out for Kenny Pickett because Peyton Manning went three and thirteen his first season with Indianapolis.
1: Kenny Pickett ain't Peyton Manning. i tell you that much.
0: Because he has smaller hands?
1: Significantly, and he's not as smart. I mean, no one's Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, people forget, like, no one is Peyton Manning. Like, th-
1: there's certain quarterbacks that, like, no one will ever beat. Like, there's certain players that, like, th- th- that are just so noticeably different to watch that, like, you can't really compare them. Like, Walter Peyton, like, he ran in a way that, like, it, it was almost like... It was almost like he was deathly allergic to getting tackled. And if anyone were to touch like it was like like you just bounce off of everybody. Reggie White, just manhandling Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Randy Moss is Randy Moss. Peyton Manning, you know, like no no one was like him in regards to how he played the game. But I I like and, and but the reason why Peyton Manning, you know, he went three and thirteen as a starter in like his rookie year, threw a bunch of interceptions, but like they knew that like he was smart enough to like pick up the playbook. They knew he was hardworking enough to like, you know, eventually get it all down. Kenny Pickett ain't that. No one's that. And, and I think that something that we as fans and just NFL teams in general are doing is they're expecting way too much out of their quarterback way too early. When in reality, you got to give him time. And I think Geno Smith is living proof of that.
0: So and, he, here, here's my here's my great stat to defend Kenny Pickett. You ready for this?
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Kenny Pickett has played in four games (coughs) this season. Four? Four games. Four? Four. First four career games. Um, He's thrown seven interceptions. Do you know who the only other franchise quarterback in Steelers history to accomplish that feat was? It's not really a thing. It's more of a a diminishing quality. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, that's like, I I served you that on a silver platter. That was Um,
1: pretty easy, but yeah. Yes,
0: so um, Terry Bradshaw, the only other... Steelers rookie quarterback to throw five-plus picks in his first four career games.
1: I mean, hey, that's great company, but I'm, I can't promise it's going to
0: lead to the same level of success. Mike, do you know who Terry Bradshaw is? I do not. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. He's he better be. He, he's he's a really famous actor.
1: No. He's a famous quarterback for the Steelers. He's also Noah's co-worker at but, Fox Sports. But,
0: he, but he's, he's an actor.
1: Is he? Yeah. Terry Bradshaw?
0: Terry Bradshaw. I mean, He's known He's for being, being a football
1: player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your quarterback in the seventies, won a bunch of Super Bowls. Um, Hall of Famer, really. I mean, great player. Especially, I mean, for his time. Yes, um, I've, I've met and... Terry
0: Bradshaw twice. Good um, guy. The, 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 fantastic. First time was when I met Kurt Menefee, uh three years ago. I went down and uh, had a nice chat with him. He was sitting doing game breaks, and I sat in Terry's chair, and we had a really nice talk. And then they needed to go and do the show, and Terry taps me. He's like, "Who are you? Like, why are you in my seat?"
1: <laughs> That's really funny. Like, hey, yo, no, how I was mean, Keegan Michael active. Key by the way?
0: Oh, he was what? great. I wanted to hear what Mike said. I- I'll, I'll tell you about Keegan in a second.
1: Wait, go sorry, ahead, I want to hear about Keegan Michael Key as well. But yeah, but Terry Bradshaw has been an actor, but he's mainly played Terry Bradshaw in every movie he's been in. Yeah, <laughs> so, so is is you-, like, <laughs> you can't you can't call him an actor; if he's playing himself, you know. Yeah, he's 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 really. I mean, he's also known for being so stupid that, like, he might forget that he's Terry Bradshaw. I don't think he's stupid, <laughs> but he's... Someone once said, like, Terry Bradshaw couldn't spell the word
0: cat if you spotted
1: him the C and the A. That's true, but he... Also, I just think that's very funny. I think he, it's a he, good
0: point. He's, he's a Louisiana boy, super proud of it, goes to Louisiana Tech, lights up the- also.
1: We're both a uh, part of the bald men society.
0: That's true. Yeah. You just need to grow out your um, backside of your hair a little bit more. Can you do that? Are you capable of that? I don't think. Yeah, so. I'm
1: capable of that. Oh, I yeah? shave it all the time. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, t- Terry Bradshaw literally sports like a 1700s look. I feel like, um, yeah, but yeah, very, very nice guy. That's my first Terry Bradshaw story. Second Terry Bradshaw story actually met, actually uh, met up with him this season. Um, I had a 6am shift and he got in super late to the air- from the airport to go and rehearse for Fox NFL Sunday. And I literally meet him in the elevator. I greeted him. I said, Mr. Bradshaw, good morning. It's nice to see you. How are you? And he goes, my name's Terry. Goes,
1: like, <laughs> I love that.
0: Like, I'm not Mr. Bradshaw. Mr. Bradshaw is my father. I was like, okay, well. I know, love that. We're off to a great start. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, my flight got in late. I, w- I was late with my car service, whatever. And I'm like, why are you telling me this?
1: Well, I mean, like you asked, how he was doing. Course, like, I know, but he like, say?
0: didn't think he would open up that much. But yeah, two <laughs> yeah, times. The I, minute. Minute. I mean, he didn't <laughs> say like, uh, oh, you know, not getting along with
1: my wife. You know, my he's got an amazing me. wife, yeah.
0: amazing <laughs> wife and three daughters. Like, just... so
1: tell me about moving off of Bradshaw, just because we don't have a ton of time. Keegan Michael Key, how was that, Noah Friedman?
0: Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key was really cool. So if you watched our show uh, yesterday, I I helped produce the opening tease for our 9 o'clock show. So the first thing you see when you tune in at 9 o'clock to Fox and its affiliates is our tease. And so this week we had Keegan-Michael Key, and he was basically uh, promoting a hype kind of Sunday. And so my job was to basically get tasked with pulling footage and... Uh, sots, which are sounds over tape of like people saying like, woo, or like, that's crazy, or like pandemonium in the stands, like stuff like that. So, um, but I actually was able to work on the actual shoot with him as well, which we filmed in week two. And um, long story short, my job for that shoot, which was at the Fairmont Century Plaza Hotel, by the way, very nice. Um, We were in a ballroom, uh, was to get one of those official footballs and basically give it to him whenever he needed it for, um, whenever he was on camera. So I gave it to him one time and he, he like posed in front of it, posed with it in front of the camera and like did a bunch of crazy stuff, like getting hyped and stuff. And then he literally looks at me and he's like, go long. And I'm like thinking to myself, are you talking to me? No way. And so we're in the middle of this ballroom, like this giant ballroom. I, I, it probably, it was probably the length of maybe, it was like 70 yards, let's say. So not a full football field, but, he basically tells me go long and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll listen to this dude. So I like, I just start gingerly like trotting towards the entrance uh, where everything is. And he's like, go farther, farther. And I'm like, okay, does this dude want me to go to like the door? Like before you like exit? And I'm thinking to myself, okay. And then he says, go to Santa Monica, which is very ironic because me and Mikey Bronstein are both, both from, are Santa. from Santa Monica. Um, And I was like, okay, that's funny. And next thing I know, he's throwing the football in my direction. And so this was, like, maybe 20 yards. And I'm like, my first thought was... What did you
1: think he was going to do?
0: I didn't think he was going to actually throw it, but (laughs) he he threw it. First thought was, this ball's going to hit the ceiling, because he threw it very, very high. Um, My second thought was, oh, crap, I better catch this ball. And so you know how you enter a ballroom, and basically there's, like, an archway, and there's an exit sign, you know, kind of like a canopy, like, protecting everything before you actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... I pinpointed the ball right as it was about to hit the exit sign and I caught it and that was the end of the shoot and everyone started cheering. Oh like, that's awesome. That that's so cool. After. So it's not- Did you like did up. you should have gone up to him and like dapped him up after? I did. And he nice. did it for me. He gave me a hug.
1: Oh, that's amazing. He's like, amazing. dude, great catch. Dude, that's so freaking cool. That's that's like 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 that's a great story. Like that's such a good story that like I'm gonna put in the description of this episode stay till the end to get a really cool freaking story from Noah Friedman about Keegan-Michael Key. So there you go. That's right. sick, dude. This is the
0: stuff you don't see on Fox NFL Sunday. <laughs> um, just
1: because we don't have a lot of time, I'll, I'm going to, like, you know, not much of a segue here. Thursday night,
0: yeah. Tampa Bay going
1: to – or Baltimore going to Tampa Bay. Who you got? Mike, let's start with you, man. Give Mike, us a, who give you us taking?
0: Ravens do you do it? Ravens or Bucks? Ravens or Bucks? Based Ron on talked about.
1: Let's go I'm gonna go with Bucks.
0: Oh, you're gonna go with Bucks. Alright, what's, the, gonna score? what's okay, the score? Us, gonna give be? us a score, Mike.
1: I just gonna be close game. Uh no, no. I'll say I'll say it's gonna be 21 okay. 14
0: bucks. So- solid yeah. solid prediction. Okay. Um I'm gonna take the Ravens. I think okay. Lamar Jackson will throw the ball a little bit more, even though the Buccaneers defense is much better than the Browns. But I think Baltimore these two teams are going in completely different directions. And if we saw the Bucks from week 7 that we'll see in week 8, the Bucks are in trouble, man. And Oh, Ravens, big time. The, this is the this is the Ravens' time to finally show out against a, an offense that is very vulnerable. So, this is true. I I I'm, I'm taking Baltimore. I think I think they'll win
1: 23-17. You know what? I'm going to take Baltimore as well, mainly because then if the Bucks win and Mike's right and we're wrong, that would just be really funny, but also because <laughs> I think Baltimore is a better team right now. Um, I, I just I think the Bucks are kind of in shambles. I think Lamar's going to have a pretty good game, and mm-hmm. I, I just like I like uh, I like Baltimore
0: to win. I'm going to pick a score by 25-18 eighteen. All right, well <clears throat> there you have it, a really fun episode of the Juke. Oh, real
1: quick, real
0: quick, Mike, wow. while we can, Lakers, tell us. Oh how yeah, 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 that's okay. right. You want to talk
1: Lakers right, like right. snippers? Let's, let's go to this. It's 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 Lakers like. The game was, the, the Clippers really played well. They had a really good offense. And they played well for the first, like, you know, two quarters. And we, I really thought that it was, like, that that they were going to, the Lakers are going to lose. And, like, I have this consistent curse, I feel, that every time I go to a live game, the team I'm rooting for loses. You know, I've had it for every live game I've been to. So I was hoping that, like, it wouldn't happen this time. Because I went to, like, you know, the um, – Went to the the Bulls the the Bulls game. Remember you and me? You remember? Oh, like yeah, Chicago. Like, yeah, Chicago, and and they lost terribly. Then I went to the Chargers game and they lost terribly. So I'm hoping like Lakers, come on, like don't have this be a consistent curse for me. And uh, it was such a close game. Like, up well, I mean, hey, Colorado, it was also a Clippers game. It was in, yeah, it's but, in LA, yeah so. but it's still, but I, this is a Lakers heard, home game though. Listen, yeah. you're a Clippers guy. I, I still I'm still gonna root for the Lakers because I don't know, just that's the team I like a little more. And like I like mm. Clippers. Come on, there's a B team, but Laker, it's still Laker City, man. This is still Laker City, you know? Close game. Like, up until the final, like... Those final fifteen minutes, like that the final quarter of the game, is just like they had they had it. It was it, they kept and like the Clippers would score, you know. They they do, you know. I thought he was at least like a dunk. There's no dunks in, in this in this game. They're all doing three pointers, you know. And um, they, the Clippers would get it, then, then the Lakers would get it, and they were never ahead. And it's so interesting to see the Clippers just be ahead of Lakers, and LeBron just stayed on the entire time. He was hogging the ball. He was just like. He was, I, I really thought he played better. And I, uh, I, it was disappointing, you know, cause it was just so close. So that's close why to you gotta, you gotta get on the Clippers bandwagon while you can, because Kawhi, Kawhi looks like an absolute unit this year. I mean, that guy's jacked and I mean, Hey, did, Noah, how do you think, how do you think your Clippers will do this year?
0: Well, before I answer that, Mike, where'd you sit?
1: I sat, um, far. I was row three twenty two.
0: Mm. Three twenty-two. It Doesn't it look weird when you see the basketball go up and it looks like it's kind of like coming towards you a little bit and then it like drops down like that?
1: Yeah, depending. Yeah, from that angle a little bit. It
0: looks weird. Um, Elijah, to answer your question, the only team that can beat the Warriors in the Western Conference is the Clippers when healthy. So Um,
1: I'd make an argument for the Memphis Grizzlies led by MVP John Morant. Yes, I'm making that bold prediction on the show right now. And yes, I'm biased as fudge. But hey, it's gonna happen. Wow. Latton- no, 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 no. B-
0: to it's gonna happen. We're, we're, Dude, he put up thirty eight tonight. Just, Listen, man. we're we're gonna have to revisit this down the road when we have a free moment because I don't think we're gonna be able to talk about one NFC Championship or AFC Championship game for an entire episode. I mean, we could probably do it honestly, but I, I think we have to revisit the conversation and see where our teams are after Christmas. It's like that's fair. That's fair. And hey,
1: let's we should go to the game. We should all go when when the Grizzlies are in town. Oh yeah, like, that would oh, be man.
0: fun. I I am so in. But listen, very unique perspectives of tonight's ju point conversion with Mike Bronstein. Mike, can we can we follow you on social media anywhere? Do you want to shout out your social media, please? You anyone can follow me. I uh, can follow me at Magic Mike and Ike.
1: Not and it's M A G I C M I K E N I K E, like Magic Mike and Magic and Mike and Ike combined together.
0: And on on which platform?
1: On Instagram, um, Instagram.
0: Instagram. Okay. on Instagram, yeah. On Facebook, it's Mike Bronstein.
1: On LinkedIn, it's Mike Bronstein. That's all I got. Twitter, I'm not really on there, but I just besides looking at funny tweets, none of my tweets are funny. Not yet. Not yet. Getting in, getting there.
0: You should step up your game on Twitter, Mike. It's it's I, literally it's literally the thoroughbred of sports. So if you're if you're trying I, I to will. get into to more sports and stuff like that, Twitter's your Twitter's your uh, your safe haven.
1: Yeah, need some good hot takes.
0: Okay, well. Listen, you can follow Elijah on Twitter. He's at he's there. He's a wonky and he's got his own sports network, Easy Sports Network. You can follow sports. me on Twitter, Noah Friedman underscore. And you can get our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this right now, you're in the right place. So uh yeah, it's it's been great. Thanks for listening. Week seven's in the books. Week eight is upon us, and we'll hit you with another episode, hopefully, uh sometime soon.
1: Yeah, shalom.